Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to Episode 9 of Season 2 of the Toward Light Podcast. I'm continuing this series on the Buddha's first teaching, and this week that brings us to the third noble truth. From the Sutta Cessation of suffering as a noble truth is this. It is remainderless, fading and ceasing, giving up, relinquishing, letting go, and rejecting of that same craving. So the third noble truth is this truth of Nibbana, the truth of extinguishing the cycle of Tanha and Dukkha, craving and suffering. In episode 45 of season 1, I talk more about this truth, so give that episode a listen if you want to hear more. Later on in the sutta, the Buddha says this, Cessation of suffering as a noble truth is this. This cessation of suffering as a noble truth can be verified. This cessation of suffering as a noble truth has been verified. This idea of verification is similar to what I was talking about last episode with craving. With tanha, we are supposed to remember that craving has been abandoned. We know that we have let it go. And it's similar with Nibbana. We see the cessation of craving, and then we verify that the craving is completely gone in that moment. And then we know that it is gone. It is important to note that this is an internal verification. We are not relying on someone else to give us a certificate or a gold star. We undertake this practice and path so that we can know our own hearts and minds enough that we can know when craving is extinguished. While I'll talk about the fourth noble truth next week, the Noble Eightfold Path, know it is the path that leads to this cessation of dukkha and tanha. I feel like maybe the Buddha put the truth of Nibbana before the path, because after seeing and understanding the cycle of dukkha and tanha, we need something to hope for. We need to know that freedom from that suffering is possible. What I thought would be useful in this episode is to share three practices that can help us get in touch with this feeling of Nibbana, of cessation. We can sometimes feel far away from this truth or not feel that it's applicable to our daily lives. And sometimes I can feel so lost in craving, it seems never ending. So I want to offer three practices to help connect with this third noble truth. If you can, give yourself the next few minutes to get still, to maybe close your eyes if that feels comfortable to you, and take my guidance as we explore this truth. We'll start with a breath practice. So finding a posture that feels sustainable for the next few minutes. Settling into your body and letting all of your attention settle on the felt sensation of breathing at the belly, feeling the abdomen expand and contract with each inhale and each exhale. Now, Craving is not really part of the breath, right? The breath is a natural process. 
But we often start here to understand this feeling of cessation of letting go. So that then we can extrapolate it into tanha and dukkha. So as you breathe, feeling the beginning, middle, and end of the inhale, any pause that happens, the beginning, middle, and end of the exhale, and any pause when the lungs and abdomen are completely empty before you inhale again. These pauses, this complete letting go, this is the feeling that we're trying to cultivate or the feeling that we are working toward. So we can get to know how this feels at the end of each exhale as we let go. Breathing in, breathing out, holding on to, letting go. And then collecting your attention from the belly. Just checking in with yourself. What did you notice about that practice when you were really focused on that feeling of the exhale? What were you able to see or understand or feel about Nibbana, about cessation, about letting go? For our second practice, we're going to be a little bit more active. So we're going to clench and then release some muscles throughout the body to see if we can feel that feeling of letting go of tension. We often don't notice when we're craving something in our days, when we're waiting in line for our coffee or when we're walking by a store window of something we want, or when we're looking at that person that we're hoping will come talk to us, we often clench our body or reach toward that person or that thing in some way. And so we can get to know in our bodies, what does it feel like to hold on? And what does it feel like to let go, to be free of that clinging, of that craving? So beginning with the face, squish your face up super, super tight, clench your jaw, squish up your eyes, your nose, tight, 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 tight. Notice how this restricts your breathing. 
and then let it go. Relax your face, maybe stretch your jaw. Let the muscles settle back into place. Feel the cessation of the clinging. There may still be hearts that are tight or tense, but focus on getting to know the parts that aren't, that have been able to let go and relax. Now with the shoulders, bring them up to your ears, tight, tight, tight. Crunch your neck down, crunch your head down. Squeeze those shoulders up to your ears as tight as you can. Again, notice how limited your breath is. And then relax, drop the shoulders, release the neck. Notice any feelings of relief, of letting go, of relaxation. Get to know what it feels like to let go. Bringing your attention to your belly and tightening up your abdomen, squeezing in, sucking it in, feeling all of the muscles contract. Noticing how this affects your breathing, how it might affect your organs or your digestion. Know that we often clench our abdomens as a trauma response when we're faced with something scary or difficult. And then let it go, relax, fill the belly with air. Let the muscles settle, the organs settle. Sometimes the feeling of letting go can be subtle, right? Like the feeling of clenching can be so intense that the feeling of letting go, we sometimes gloss over it or don't see when we're relaxed, when we've let go, when we've released that tension, that clinging. So get to know that feeling. How does your abdomen feel right now? bringing your attention to your hands and clenching up your fists as tight as you can, tighter, tighter, tighter. Really getting the fingers curled in, the thumb, all the little bones of the hand, all the muscles as tight as possible, and then release. Open your hand. Let go of what you are holding on to. Notice the shift and how that feels. Hands are a good place to track clinging and craving throughout our day. You can notice when we're clenching our fingers or our whole fists. 
And that's a good moment to say, what am I holding on to? What do I need to let go of? What am I grasping for? Now bring your attention to your buttocks and thighs. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And then release. If you're sitting, see if you can notice your sit bones. When we're clenched up, we often can't feel them. Touch the chair or the seat. But when we let go, when we release, we can have greater contact with what we're sitting on, greater contact with our present moment experience. And now bringing the attention down the legs to the calves, ankles, and feet, clenching it up as tight as you can, curling those toes in, making that arch of the foot super high, just clench, clench, clench. And then release. Feel what it feels like to let go. Depending on the surface we're walking on, at times we can clench our toes without even really recognizing it. So get to know what does it feel like when you're holding on and what does it feel like when you're letting go and you're releasing. Even standing in line, sometimes we can clench our toes, clench our calves, clench our ankles, So can we let that go? Can we release? Or can we at least ask the question, what am I holding on to? What am I craving for? Allow yourself a moment with this whole body to notice the spots that you are clenching and then releasing. And notice this feeling of release, this feeling of freedom, of letting go of cessation. For our final practice together, this is one you can do as a reflection practice, or it might be useful to use it as writing prompts. I will put these questions in the show notes so that you can copy them there if you'd like and write on them later. But I'm going to ask each of these questions and give you some space to reflect on them in this relaxed breathing body that you're in right now. What is something that you really wanted as a child that you don't want anymore? Whether the desire was never met or you changed your mind What is something you really wanted that now you don't want? I really wanted to be a Broadway actress. I don't want that anymore. 
But if I look back, I can see the ways that it pulled me and influenced me and how strong that craving was at times. What is something you wanted as a child that you don't want anymore? Can you connect with that feeling of craving it so hard? And can you connect with the feeling now of distance, of cessation, of freedom from that craving? What is a time where you got what you wanted and it made your life more complicated? It created dukkha. We can think about certain things that we think, oh, if I just get that, if only I have that, then I'll be happy or then things will be easier. And then we get that thing and yeah, maybe we are happy or maybe it is what we want and still and yet things are difficult and complicated still. Getting the thing does not make dukkha go away. I'm thinking about relationships, wanting to be partnered or married and then meeting that person and it's so exciting and it's complicated. It has its own set of dukkha that comes along with it. Different than dukkha of being alone, but still dukkha. What is a time when you got what you wanted and it made your life more complicated? What is something that you really wanted and when you got it, you realized it wasn't what you wanted? Maybe you worked toward a goal or you bought that thing or you got that dish at dinner and then it turns out that actually wasn't what you wanted at all. That wasn't right for you or that ended up creating more dukkha. What is a time when you did not act on a craving and afterwards knew it was the right decision or felt that relief, that freedom, that nibbana, that extinguishing of that craving? You really wanted that job in that other country, but you knew it wasn't right for your family and so you didn't take it. And then that led to a lot of ease and freedom that you didn't even know was possible. Or you didn't spend that $200 on that pair of shoes. You thought about them for a while, but then that craving went away. And then that $200 was able to go to help you get a better thing for your apartment that you actually really needed. And you felt some freedom in having that $200 that you could use for that. This final question is, can you think of a time or a place where you felt contentment, no craving for anything, even if just for a second? Might be a place in nature or a room in a house or somewhere where you go and feel safe and content, where at least for a moment you're not reaching for anything, not craving 
that fire of craving is extinguished in that moment. I think about floating on my back in water, whether it's a pool or a lake or the ocean. Just that feeling of floating, of letting go. So again, I'll put these questions in the show notes if you want to come back to them or write on them. I hope that these practices have helped you get in touch with the feeling of cessation, freedom, Nibbana, so that you can begin to see and feel the third noble truth throughout your days. Thank you so much for your practice. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net or on Instagram at towardlight108.